Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Anna Hidalgo Stooks, and Anna is the founding executive director of Guiding Star Tampa, and she's led the way in creating the first Guiding Star Center in the United States. She leads a team providing natural, holistic, and whole life medical health care, education, and support for women. So this show is all about women today. I'm going to do the best I can as a man, but Anna's going to lead this conversation. She graduated from Seton Hall University with a bachelor's degree in education and did graduate coursework towards an MBA at the University of South Florida right here in my backyard. She is the National Board of Directors. She's on the National Board of Directors for the Guiding Star Project, and she's a wife and a mother of five teens and young adults. So as a parent, she can speak to this topic authentically firsthand. Now you can find her at guidingstartampa.org. That's guidingstartampa.org. And today we're going to speak about transforming women's, transforming women's healthcare, body, mind, and spirit. Anna, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, thank you so much. To fill in the gap, I just, um, you know how you just know that you're wired, that God has a specific plan for you. Um, I, I often like to call it an apostolate. Um, my apostolate of really wanting to help women um, started pretty young. And then it just is that sense of knowing that what we're doing is all Holy Spirit led. And um, it's it's a sense of, of um that you're going against the grain, that you are truly a trailblazer. And it's neat to find more and more um, Catholics and evangelicals that just love what we're doing. Doesn't that scare you going against the grain though? Like that's scary, this fear of the unknown, what's going to happen and all that. How does oh, that show up for you? I definitely, um, a couple years ago, our whole family went on a water rafting trip down uh, one of the rivers in Tennessee. And it had rained right before this trip so we knew we were told the waters were going to be quite quite uh what do they call it um uh voracious yeah there you go there you go and so i often think that what we're doing in transforming women's health care is we've all gotten onto the raft and now we've got to steer on down and really work together through all the rapids through all the mm. The turbulence in the water and um so our team of people are like saying women deserve a change you know like when you think about what has happened um all people regardless of their um political view we can come together and say you know the pro-lifers and the pro-choicers can all come together and say what we can do is transform women's health care um so do you get how destructive disruptive that statement is you just said that the pro-lifers and the pro-choicers can come together and find common ground like that's disrupt disruptive altogether i also love it that's what this show is about broken catholic my vision with this is to unify christians everywhere right Definitely. remove all the labels find the commonality stop focusing on the differences because when we're divided we fall right and the only one that wins when we're divided is the enemy Oh, definitely. What shows yeah. up for you in that? I think um, when we look at women's health care and we look at the history of just 
healthcare in the United States. As Catholics, we were really good at putting together hospital systems. So look how many hospitals across the United States um, started by Catholic lay people, started by orders of nuns. Um, and so we were really good at, at doing that. Where I think we failed in is creating environments for OBGYNs, family practitioners, and even pediatricians to really live our faith. So if you as, as Catholics really um, are in tune to theology of the body, if you're in tune to this amazing gift that God has given us as females and what our bodies are capable of doing, our healthcare system doesn't um, is not in line with our faith, in line with that a woman's body. I think what's happened is we, we assume that a woman's body is broken. And so immediately when a, when a girl is going through puberty, it's almost has become a rite of passage that we as mothers put our daughters on birth control products. So mm -hmm. we've, we've started this healthcare model where we're assuming that a woman's body is broken. And therefore, we need to put chemicals in our body or put objects up our bodies. And that's not where God created us. We weren't created to have all of this flood of chemicals that we don't need. And so that's part of our, our focus in transforming women's healthcare is let's get healthy. Let's start from a clean body. It's clean living. Somebody said to me recently, what you guys are doing is clean living healthcare. Um, even our, our, medical health care system, we go to a doctor and we assume that the, um, the, uh, that we automatically need to have a prescription to get better. And that's not necessarily, we've moved away from health care that says, hey, let's readjust what you, what you need to be doing to your body. Um, so it's great to be able to go to a physician that says, you know what, let's get Let's get gluten out of your body. Let's get dairy out of your body. Um, drink more water. Let's just see what the next three weeks, just do that. And let's see what your body feels like, acts like. Let's see if you can get it to an optimum level. So it's real. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I get that, Anna, right? So like, and, and the BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, like Anna's speaking right now about, you know, the physical body right? However, we're made in three parts, body, mind, and spirit, right? And they're all connected. Like you can't separate one from the other. Like, so when she's talking about holistic, like health, this is super powerful. Anna, I want to share a quick story. My sister, my oldest sister, uh, she has battled fibromyalgia, like severe fibromyalgia for the past 20 years. And what that means is that she is literally in chronic pain 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's like morning sickness constantly that never submits, just nausea, pain, aches, joints, all that stuff, right? And we have watched her suffer. And it is so painful to watch someone suffer and you can't take away the pain, right? And here she is suffering. And finally, my brother, my oldest brother, God bless him, he has always been like trying to find holistic things to help her, right? So he sends her vitamins in the mail and, and all these different holistic cures. And she's tried it, but she got to the point where she just lost hope. And she was like, man, nothing is working. It's been 20 years, right? And finally, um, you know, she was spending time at the chapel with God and God was putting on our heart, don't give up. You know, if you believe you will be healed, your faith will heal you, right? And uh, so she, she recommitted and my brother sent her sulfur, like these sulfur um, capsules, supplements, and she started taking sulfur, like just on a whim. And 80% of her pain is now gone. Oh, wow. 80%, Anna, like that's insane. And all it means is that sulfur was missing from her body. So there was nothing wrong. There was just something missing, right? right? And, and all the prescriptions of all these medical people, nothing worked. And that is just, I'm tying in that story back to your point. And your point is, listen, nothing's broken with the body, but sometimes things are missing. And we need to replenish them so that we get the body back on track 
to the way God created it in its perfection. Uh, what shows up for you in that? I think for us too, it's that terminology that um, this new healthcare in the OBGYN world, in the family practitioner world is saying, let's be life affirming. And part, uh, and you shared this earlier, um, medicine needs to involve body, mind, and spirit. There are so many things that stop us um, from becoming healthier because we need healing from something else that might have happened in our lives. Big time, right? Man, um, that is so accurate. And yeah. we don't want to go and face what I call our ugly. We yeah. never want to face like the skadooge inside of us from stuff we were born into, limiting yeah. belief systems, abuses, uh, our own decisions, right? We got all this yeah. skadooge. We're holding on to it. We don't surrender it to God. And we wonder why our physical body is in pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's all connected. Go ahead. And what's beautiful when you, um, we are now part of a larger consortium of centers across the country. Now, some of them were- Tell us what you mean by consortium, please. Okay, so there is now what is called the Pro Women's Healthcare Center Consortium. So it's PWHC, the, the website is pwhccenters.org. And right now there are seven centers, um, clinics across the United States. Some are uh, nonprofits, some are, um, Profit, profit business for profit. Mm -hmm. And so it's, we don't all look alike, but we all adhere to the same standards of care. So um, think tanks got together and we said, okay, if we really believe that all women deserve this type of health care, what are, what are the standards of care? What can we say makes us different than what we're currently doing in, American, in the American healthcare system uh, related to women's healthcare? So when you looked at that, right? Because I'm guessing you were part of this think tank. Yes. What yes. did you immediately all agree on was the problem? Um, I think, again, going back to what we just talked about, that our current system just assumes that a woman's body is broken. Mm -hmm. And so when birth control products came into the United States arena, um, we immediately shut down the natural, the natural abilities and tendencies of a female body. And mm -hmm. so um, even as mothers, when we're, we're bringing up our girls to understand what's happening to their bodies during puberty, we always teach them about their blood flow, but we never teach them about the natural secretions that will be happening during her cycle. Um, and so that the education around understanding the functions of the female body were never even taught to a girl. We've had clients, I, have, I can think of one in particular, she's 47 years old, and she thought that every time her body was um, moist in any way, that she had an infection. So, you know, even- Hey, um, I'm a man, and I even get that that's inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. Go and me. so we're, we don't necessarily, you know, when you say um, what is taught in health, in the healthcare classes in high school or what have you, it's that there is not that correlation with when I am fertile. And so we've been taking pills instead of saying, wow, let me, let me chart my cycle. Let me look for patterns in the way I'm feeling, in the mm. way, you know, and we all know women's hormones, the emotions go up and down throughout a cycle. Anna, we got to deal with it as men. So yes, we get it. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say, right? I just want to clarify this for BC Nation, right? What Anna is saying right now is the problem that all these uh, um, different agencies came together on and found is that in women's healthcare, the problem is a lack of education on how the female body works and is supposed to work, yeah. right? That's, that's what it is, a lack of education. So our, what do you want to say to that? Our OB world, our OBGYN world, um, when you go into for a physical, you know, immediately they'll ask you what kind of birth control are you on? And if you say anything like natural family planning, sometimes there's smirks saying, oh, I hope you know what that's going to cause, you know? And so I don't think um, enough OBGYNs as they're going through medical school and family practitioners are taught 
any kind of fertility care methods that are holistic. So, um, you know, like the one that we use at our center is the Creighton method. And so um, there are several different ones. There's at least four or five very popular fertility care methods. And so you're looking at the secretions of the woman's body. Some of them are symptothermal. So you're looking at the body, the basal body temperatures. But so many of them, it, it's not the old fashioned rhythm method of years ago. There's some complexity now to it that you, the, the rate of, of um, success is quite high on women and couples who are trying to conceive and those who are um, abstaining from um, continuing to have more and more children. Um, and so this is science behind fertility care. And um, so in all of our centers, you have to have um, practitioners either in the center or that you have strong relationships with in the community to be able to offer women a natural, holistic way of managing her fertility. So Anna, let me back this up a little bit, right? Because you spoke earlier about like the 16-year-old girl and her mom says, okay, this is what we need to do. We got to get you on contraception, right? Because I need to protect you. I'm your mom. And it's a, it's a backwards way of thinking um, because it's creating that there's a problem with her body and then giving her this type of you know, prescription that is only going to make other symptoms uh, be created out of that, right? It's going to mess up all the other natural functions of her body. And there's these natural solutions. So what do you want to say to the mom of the 16 year old girl? Give me a step one, step two, step three, because she's listening right now. That mother is listening to this show and she has that 15 or 14, 16 year old girl. And she's thinking, how do I protect her? What do I do next? So give me those steps that you want to say to her right now. I think as a mother, and I, I have five children, they're all of the ages between 14 all the way to 21. Um, both guys, I have guy, three boys, two girls. And um, especially with the girls, um, it takes a while from the onset of um, your periods coming on, it takes a while for the body to adjust. And so, yeah, at the very beginning of a girl's cycles, um, sometimes they're very painful. Sometimes if there's a lot of blood flow. So your body naturally is going to start adjusting. And so sometimes I've had to say to my girls, offer up your pain, sacrificially, like redemptive suffering. Um, and when a girl starts charting as young as 14, 15, 16 years old, she starts seeing patterns and she knows exactly when her period is coming on she can start taking rem remedies to sit there and go, ooh, I need to keep drinking more water. Hey, I need to go exercise. Hey, I need to have more green vegetables. Hey, I need to watch what I'm eating. Um, sometimes you crave chocolate, you know, right beforehand. So sometimes that doesn't help. And so it's knowing your body, knowing your emotions, um, and being, see, being able to see patterns from month to month. So imagine if we as moms immediately got our girls to chart our cycles, not because it's something to do with a sexual act. You know, it, it's something to do because it is healthy to know how your body functions so that you can adjust your lifestyle instead of immediately going to birth control products that are going to create havoc in a woman's body and mask um, this, you know, you're masking symptoms. You're not going to any kind of resolution or a solution that is not going to affect um, her. Now, Anna, you've been in this space of women's healthcare for a long time right now. And what are the three, give me like the top three things havoc wise that contraception does to a little girl's body as soon as she starts on it? Like what are the top three uh, problems it causes in her body? Um, I am not a medical professional, so I'm not, I'm not speaking from a medical uh, viewpoint or anything, but I do think your natural body secretions are definitely affected. Your moods, you know, how you feel is being affected. Um, and then, you know, just that your, your 
you're off kiltering uh, what should naturally happen. This is also what happens at the end of your cycles when you're going through menopause. You know, your body is going through all sorts of weirdness stuff that you're out of control. And oftentimes, what do you do? You go back to the doctor and they're like, oh, let's get you back on birth control just to have that evenness instead of the bizarreness that happens. And I think we need to just be able to say, it's okay that our bodies do these unusual things. And that's how God created us to be. Mm, got it. So BC Nation, you're listening right now and you're a 15, 16 year old girl and you're trying to figure out your body and you have all these hormonal changes going on. I'm laughing inside because I'm a, a guy talking about this. It's ridiculous, right? And you're, Anna's over here talking about blood flow and stuff. And it's making me a little awkward and uncomfortable, just to be honest with you. But that's totally fine. So you're a 16-year-old girl and you're going through this and there's changes in your body. What Anna is saying, and here's the wisdom, so listen up. She's saying, listen, there are changes that God pre-programmed in your body that are going to take effect. The worst thing you can do is to pop a pill to start taking contraception because it will put a mask on what is actually happening in your body. And when you ma it masks all these things, it creates other symptoms that now you uh, things start to flare up, right? That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to go and try and find cures for those other things, but you're never addressing what was just naturally happening in your body. Yeah right? You're addressing now all these other symptoms that you created by contraception. That's what contraception does. It is an unnatural act for the, for your body as a girl. So just like take on what God has created, start tracking your cycles, start, I'm laughing that I'm saying, this. start yeah. tracking your blood flow and everything like that. Right. And God bless you. Like you can do one thing like a powerful thing that no man can do. And yes, it's going to be painful. And Anna is a mom and she gives tough love to her daughter. She says, suck it up, buttercup. Like this is just part of being a woman. But here's the yeah. beauty of, of, of that pain. When you go through that pain, you get to create life in the world. Like yeah. you can bring a new life into the world. And that is a gift from God. Anna, what do you want to say to that? I think too, if you maintain where you are not on any kind of chemical birth control, you're keeping that uterus so clean, so like ideal for life. And so as you progress through your, your um, young adulthood and you're ready to be married, it is so beautiful to show your fiance all your charts, all your, your, your whole life. And so it is so neat that it becomes, as a married couple, the fertility becomes, it's something that we do together. Mm. You know, once you're married, he knows when are those days that you're real fertile. He knows, and it becomes an us. You know, I love that passage in scripture that says we become one flesh and so this isn't a woman issue. It be then becomes a couple issue um, because you're working with a beautiful body. Um, and look at how God created. We're the ones to accept him in our bodies. And so um, it, it becomes an activity that we both do together. And, you know, going back to our faith, oftentimes the very first time we're introduced to anything to do with natural family planning is when we go through engagement encounter or pre-cana. And by then you're looking at yourselves, you're looking at each other as like, oh, this is too late, you know, versus if I would have been introduced to this at 14, 15, 16, I've, I've been doing this now for 10 years that I would never go on birth control. I would never put objects up my body. I want my fertility to be a gift for my husband. Um, so it is a change, and, but yet it's so in line with our faith. It's so in line with our mag the beautiful gift of theology of the body in the words that JP2, um, look at the gift that Humanae Vitae was that uh, was given to us by Pope Paul VI. So um, it is so neat. And, what's, and, and going back that this is not just a Catholic movement, we have tons of evangelical brothers and sisters. And so um, as we grow across the nation in creating, um, we're all 
you know, these are already OBGYNs and family practitioners that are already out there practicing, but it's now coming together and saying, here are the standards of care by which we all believe women mm. deserve. Um, and then it, it's, it's neat because we're all in line with our beliefs around what we do for women's health care. Um, and it is that comprehensive model. It's that body, mind, and spirit. Um, alone in like in our clinic, we actually offer healing programs. Um, besides post-abortive healing, we have a beautiful program in helping women heal from um, childhood sexual abuse. So where in the United States would you have thought of going to your OBGYN or family practitioner to embark on a healing around the subject of childhood sexual abuse. Mm. Uh, so it is so beautiful. It's comprehensive. It, um, you know, it's that sense of compassion, um, high quality medical care. I love it. So you spoke directly to my listener right now. And if you're listening to Anna right now and you're a good Christian girl and you haven't had sex and you're saving it for marriage, Anna just spoke to you, right? And she's saying, don't do it. Don't put that stuff, that crap in your body, right? Don't do it. It's going to throw everything off. And I'd like to give two examples, right? Because I'm a storyteller, Anna, mm -hmm. and I think stories is where we connect. So if you're listening right now and you're that good Christian girl that has not given away that gift of purity that God has given to you, God bless you, right? And I know girls in my life uh, right now that, um, and I'll use one example of, of a gal, and I won't use her name, but uh, she's in my life and she's this devout uh, Christian Catholic girl and her life is just, she doesn't have all the drama that I see all these other girls with, right? Her life is the, like the biggest thing she wrestles with in her life is waiting for the husband that God has prepared for her, mm -hmm. right? That's the biggest thing she's wrestling with. And of course she goes to work and she's got a great job and everything like that. So she has her daily little struggles, but that's it. Like internal battles, like that's the main one, right? And that's just a time. Time is what's going to heal that, right? So that's that girl. Then I have this other girl. I'm going to name her Sally. Sally is uh, a girl that, um, and she's an ex-girlfriend of mine. And Sally, uh, at an early age, um, she started doing contraception and she started having sex. And uh, she grew up in a good family. That's what I also I want to add to this. She didn't have any childhood drama. But uh, her sister was out doing drugs at an early age. So about 16, uh, 14, 15 years old, her 16, 17-year-old sister introduced her to drugs for the first time. And she did it because she looked up to her sister. So she started partying with her sister. And that led from one thing to another. Before she knew it, she was having sex with boys. She got pregnant, right? And immediately, right, she's 16 years old. She's pregnant. Boom, she goes to abortion. Like, and she had an abortion and then she suffered like painfully. And she told me the story of the post-traumatic stress that she went through for like over a year of her life, major depression from having this abortion and knowing that there was a baby inside of her, there was a life. And even though she didn't want to say there was a life, she felt there was another human being inside of her and there was no way for her to deny it. Like it was just this knowing within herself that this had happened. So she struggled with that for years. So to drown out the pain, what did she do? She went and had more sex with more boys so that she could temporarily have relief from that pain. And it became this vicious cycle of her life. Mm -hmm. And it was just recently I ran back in touch with her. And um, after we had ended our relationship, and she came to me and she said, Joseph, here's what happened. She said, I went through um, a lot of pain after you ended the relationship with me. And I ended it with her because we were headed in two different places, right? It just didn't make sense for us to continue. But she went through a lot of hurt and pain. And the way she filled that void of hurt and pain in her life was she started having sex again. Mm -hmm. And she went out because she wanted the temporary escape from the pain. 
and she let boys enter her and and she had sex with her them and unfortunately um in one occasion a one night stand she told me she's like joseph the condom broke and i got pregnant again and this time i i literally said i'm gonna have this baby i'm not going to do that again and she said the guy i called the guy up to let him know what had happened. And he said, there is no way I can have a baby right now in my life. I cannot be a father. She said, listen, I understand. I will raise the baby. I'm, I'm fine doing it. I don't want or need anything from you. I just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, he started coming at me and attacking me, Joseph, emotionally and calling me a slut and a whore and, and just really tearing me apart. And I was already feeling so terrible and shameful. And, and he got into my head and the enemy just ripped me apart emotionally. And I gave in and I submitted and I felt the shame and the guilt of getting pregnant again and creating a life again. And I went and I got the abortion pill because he convinced me, he persuaded me to do it. And she said, I remember that morning when I was taking the pill and I knew, I knew I was going to end my baby's life. And I knew it was a baby and I knew it was my baby. And she's like, I did it anyway. And I knew there was no going back. And I also knew I was going to go through post-traumatic stress disorder again. And I was going to suffer and I did it anyway. And I don't know what happened. I just like something took over and I just took the pill and I swallowed it. And she said, the second I swallowed that first pill, because it was a a pill you take one in the morning, yeah. one the, the evening. And yeah. she's like, the second I swallowed it, I regretted it. Yeah. I regretted it so much and I couldn't take it back. Yeah. And she said, then I, I, later in the day, I took the second pill and I watched my pregnancy go down the toilet. Yeah. And I watched my baby go down the toilet. And she said, Joseph, for the next 12 months, I wrestled with depression. And I was so sad and so lonely. And I gave up on God because I, I, I needed to get away from him because the shame and the guilt I felt, right? Like Adam and Eve, right? When they messed up, they ran and hid in the garden. And God said, where are you, my children? Where are you? Where did you go? And that was her. And she ran away and she said, listen, and I need to, I'm going to wrap the story up with a, a really beautiful ending. God takes our brokenness. He takes our mess. And he turns them into something beautiful because that's what God does for us. We're his children and he loves us. So she said, Joseph, after all that pain, um, I, I turned back to God. Somehow he put a desire in my heart after 12 months. And I said, God, I need help. Please bring a human being into my life to help me. I need someone right in front of me, like to help me heal. I can't do it anymore on my own. And she, she said, Joseph, literally, like, as I'm praying that prayer, I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn around and there's this older woman and she says, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt you, but God told me to come over to you that you needed something. What do you need? How can I help? And she was like, what? And she said, I explained to her my situation and then I had an abortion 12 months ago and, and I'm, I'm depressed and I don't know what to do about it and everything. And she said, Listen, at my church, we have a great program for post-traumatic stress disorder for girls that have gone through abortions, and it has a huge success rate. Would you like to try that? And she looked up at her, and she was like, what? You have a solution? You have a cure? You have something that can fix me? She's like, yes, I want that. And she said, Joseph, I went to their church, and I did their program, and God healed me through that program. And now he put a desire in my heart. My calling is to go and help other women that are struggling in this area that have already made the decision and are feeling the guilt, feeling the shame, feeling the depression, the the stress disorder. And here's a program that can help. And I want to get into as many churches as possible. So that's the story. And if you're wrestling with that, that choice, I want to help you. That's what Anna's doing. That's what she's here on the show to do, to help you not make that poor decision and go through 12 months of struggle and depression. God doesn't want that for you. Anna, what do you want to add to that? I think there's a a couple different components. One is, um, and, and you shared it so vividly in her story, your friend's story, is Notice how it goes back to shame and guilt and regret. And so when all those emotions come to you, that's when you leave the church. You almost feel like you're unworthy of being among the, the congregants. Like, exactly. You know? And so when you, when you bring healing into medicine, uh, 
women that are coming to our clinics, just even for STD testing, uh, all of a sudden they're sharing their story, they're sharing issue, you know, areas of regret around abortion, around just sexual promiscuity. It's almost like it's like, um, I hate to say we're the confessional, but where women are able to share both physically what they've been doing to their body, but then even the decision-making that they've had to, and not only the decision-making, but where they were forced to make a decision that they didn't want to, to mm. make in their life. And Anna, what I'm hearing you say, it's a safe place a safe for place. girls to come and for yeah. girls to find healing. And God yeah. uses these human things in order to heal our human self, yes. all the emotional hurts, the emotional yeah. wounds and scars. Yeah. So that's a beautiful place. What do you want to say? Let's spin this for a second. I want you to speak directly to OBGYNs. Okay. So if there's an OBGYN listening right now, or better yet, before we even go there, speak to the moms right now about what they can do to get their OBGYN involved in your consortium so that they start providing proactive care, health care to girls, to women, instead of reactive health care? That's a perfect, perfect uh, scenario that it's all about being proactive, not reactive. Um, online, you can go to the pwhccenters.org and click on the tab that says standards, our standards. It is a PDF document that you can print and actually take to your OBGYN or family practitioner and say to him or her, this is the kind of healthcare that you could be offering. Because we don't in any way want to put them down. They're men and they women. Don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know. And so one of the, and this is something that you just touched on with your, um, your friend Sally, there is now a medical protocol to reverse an abortion pill abortion. And so when a woman within those 24, 48 hours that she feels regret that she's taken that first pill, there is now an actual protocol that if the woman finds the 800 number to start taking care, um, she immediately is sent to a physician, a practitioner within her area, and they can start um, flooding her system with progesterone, which maintains the pregnancy. And so we even- So, it, so to clarify, this, this uh, protocol uh, reverses um, the, the abortion pill that she just yes. took and yes. saves the baby's life and yes. saves her from a year of regret and shame and guilt and depression. That's what I'm hearing you say. What's the 800 number? I don't have the 800 number. How, do, how, do, how does my girls you, listening you, find this? You can go to abortionpillreversal.org or even just the, the Googling of, I want to reverse my abortion pill, uh, an abortion. Uh, an abortion. Um, it is becoming more and more prevalent where women find it. It's going across the nation. Um, and so going back to your question of what can we do, what can we get OBGYNs and family practitioners to do is to embrace that protocol. So, you know, we should be able to tell women across the entire country that if you, if this is what you choose to do and you have regret, we can still have your baby um, stay alive and we're going to keep that uterus um, as healthy as possible so that it doesn't reject your baby. Um, and so I would highly recommend that everyone go, you know, uh, copy, make copies of the standards and share it. And I would even say share it with your pediatricians too, because this is the kind of thing, all the standards of care are things that pediatricians, family practitioners, and OBGYNs can work towards. Um, and then I really think, since so many of your listeners are Catholic, is I really ask each of us to really pray that we can invite more and more um, uh, women and men that are being called to be physicians, that they look at being able to look at OBG work um, and 
uh, family medicine, pediatrics as something that they can live their faith. They can practice their faith. And um, we're committed. I mean, the seven of us that are part of this network right now, we really want to support um, uh, doctors that want to say, you know what, I, I'm tired of practicing and giving women um, birth control products and inserting IUDs or injecting them with patches and things that uh, I know aren't the best for them. Um, and so it's an invitation for all of us to say, we have got to transform women's health care. We have got to come back to this appreciation for the female body um, that God always intended for us. Um, this isn't new. I mean, God has always wanted us to take this beautiful gift of our motherhood, um, of the capability of being a mother, and treasuring it. I love it. All right. So I'm going to get real practical here. While uh, BC Nation, while Anna was speaking there, I went and did the work for you. All right. Okay. So I Googled abortion pill reversal. It's abortionpillreversal.com. That's abortionpillreversal.com. Okay. I'm going to give you the 800 number in a second, but I got to share this, man. I'm reading the website. Here's the side effects of the abortion pill. All right. So girls, if you're listening right now, let's get real. Let's educate you. Okay, here's the, here's the side effects. So the second you take that abortion pill, here's what you're, you're bringing to your body. Uterine cramps, bleeding not related to your menstrual period. So you're going to bleed more. Back aches, stomach cramps, low amount of potassium in your blood, high blood pressure, overgrowth of your uterine lining, joint pain. You're going to experience dizziness, low energy, fluid retention in your legs, your feet, your arms or hands. So if you're like vanity and you're trying to look good, girls, you're going to blow up like a watermelon, okay, from the abortion pill. Why do you want that? Loss of appetite, head pain. You're going to feel like throwing up. You're going to throw up. Diarrhea. Uh, then you have um, indigestion, inflammation or infection of your vagina, chronic trouble sleeping and fevers. Girls, I don't know about you. But as a boy, I wouldn't want that in my body. All right, so go to abortionpillreversal.com, find out more about that. The 800 number, if you have taken the abortion pill and you want to reverse it, you're feeling the regret, the shame, call this number, one 558 0333 That's 877-558-0333. Anna, you're awesome. You know, I love what you're doing. You're supporting women and you're doing it the way God wants. You're protecting his daughters. Mm -hmm. And that is what God wants, darn it. And the enemy is out to hurt God's daughters and he's doing it through abortion, abortion pills. Enough is enough. I love this consortium. If you are OBGYN right now, call, uh, reach out to Anna, go to the consortium, become mm -hmm. part of this bring your faith into your business. This is what I talk about. Build your faith into your business. Stop living this duality. If you're a Christian and you're running an OBGYN and you're doing non-Christian activities just because you didn't know better, got it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong. Now you know better. Now you choose what's right. Do the next right thing. Become part of this consortium. If you're a parent listening to this show right now, reach out. Go download that PDF that Anna told you about and bring that to your OBGYN and say, I want you on this. I want you to do this for your OBGYN because my daughter is important to me. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, if they have a daughter, speak about their daughter. All right. So Anna, we're going to wrap this up. Um, guys, we're speaking with Anna Hidalgo Stooks. You can find her at guidingstartampa.org. That's guidingstartampa.org. Anna, this is my favorite part of the show. Mm. But before we get into the confession round, I would like you to share what's the one thing that you want BC Nation to know about transforming women's health care. I think just in a nutshell, we have got to start offering 
healthcare that upholds the dignity of women. Period. Got it. Period. End of sentence. Boom. Exclamation point. Anna, welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Okay. Anna, what's your favorite sound? Sound? A, yes. cry, of, a cry of a baby. Got it. What's your least favorite sound? A scream of a baby. <laughs> Got it. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A mommy. Boom. Look at that. And now what you're doing? You're helping mommies. Anna, what are you most afraid of? Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is that I want all of my children to get to heaven. Got it. So fear of them not getting to heaven. Mm -hmm. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? In my twenties, praying for a husband. (laughs) I didn't get it until I was 32. So I spent a lot of time praying. (laughs) Girls be patient. God has a plan for you and he's got a perfect man for you. Right? So you got to wait for his plan to get your man. That's my thing. Anna, what secret fear do you have about God? Secret, say it again. My secret. What secret fear do you have about God? Uh, secret fear. Uh, Everyone's got one. Oh Be transparent with us. What's that secret fear about you, about God, about your relationship with God? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Give me some examples of what people have said. No, woman, you got this. What is it? What's the thing you don't want to share? What's that secret fear you have about God? Come on. I I guess my my initial thought was how sad he must feel that America is where it is right now. That he will not forgive us. Got it. That God will not forgive us. Okay. That's a common fear. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? I just, his abundant forgiveness, his, I love the name of your show that we're all broken and you know that he just loves us so much in our brokenness and it is through our brokenness that we're learning about him. That's exactly it. Do you get that BC nation? It is in your brokenness. It's your cracks, your wounds, your scars that God loves most. And that's what he wants to use to do his plan for you. All right. Got it. What is a new habit that you want to form? I think it's this whole thing of body, mind, and spirit. I think my own stressors in, in doing this beautiful ministry is I oftentimes that I don't make good, healthy decisions. And so I need to embrace a better lifestyle myself. And that's part of my brokenness. So it's acknowledging that it's time that I need to take care of me, myself. Got it. So what's a bad habit you want to break? I'm just eating healthier and better. And I got to keep drinking my water. I don't drink enough water. (laughs) Got that. All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Bold, courageous, trailblazer. Cool. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Uh, fearful, uh, scared, uh, um, unworthy. BC Nation, if Anna just described you and what you're feeling in your life right now, surrender your life to God so that you can feel his peace, love, and joy. Boom. Anna, imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. I just, and I've had this dream that when I get to heaven, there will be babies that are joining me there that are welcoming me into heaven and thanking me for helping their mother. Um, A vivid, vivid dream. And um, I, I know, I know that there are babies there that are interceding for their beautiful mothers and wanting their mothers to be healed. Oh and, my um, gosh, that yeah. is such a beautiful vision. I Listen, do. BC Nation, if you, like my friend Sally, have already uh, done an abortion and you've ended your baby's life, know that your baby is up in heaven right now, yes. pure and innocent, because God scooped the, his gift right back 
right? And your baby is praying for you in your life right now for the rest of your life. Do you get the power of that? That is such a beautiful thing, Anna. Anna, last question. If you could come back to life and perform only one miracle for your friends and loved ones, what would you do for them? Oh, gosh. I guess I go back all the way to Adam and Eve. And if Adam and Eve would not have eaten the apple, how different our lives would be. Got it. And if you could come back to life and share only one piece of advice for your family, friends, and loved ones, what would you say to them? It's, uh, it's experiencing God's unconditional love and actually giving unconditional love to your spouse, to your parents, to your children. Um, And I I don't think enough of us experience unconditional love. Got it. Anna, how can my uh, listeners uh, find you? Where can they find you? Uh, Definitely they can find us at guidingstartampa.org. And um, I I think it's just a matter of uh, definitely going out to the pwhccenters.org and um i that's where you can find us (laughs) got it so that's pt pwhcenters.org got it pwhcenters.org that's the consortium yeah Yeah, that's the consortium and then in tampa it's guidingstartampa.org got it anna you are a rock star Thank you for joining us today. And I wish you peace, love, forgiveness, and transformation of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit on your life. And thank you, Joseph, for what you do. You're an amazing gift to our entire community. Praise God. Thank you, Anna. BC Nation, we exceeded our eight-month goal. Now, at the end of every show, I ask you to go to brokencatholic.com and become a patron of the show so that we can reach 60 countries, listeners in 60 countries. And with content like what Anna just dropped on us, these wisdom bombs that changing healthcare in the world for women, right? Doing it the way God wants so that we can heal our brokenness. He can heal our brokenness. So I got good news for you. So we were at 30 countries, listeners in 30 countries. As of today, we now have listeners in over 40 countries. We are well on our way to 60. Help me get there. Go to brokencatholic.com. I am Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day. God bless you. I'll see you right back here next week. Peace.